0: Everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show, and welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Another suspected Chinese balloon has been spotted flying over the United States, following a familiar path across the northwestern states. The balloon spotted Sunday night over Montana at 57,000 feet. The Biden regime, following the same course as previous balloon intrusions, first saying the origin and destination of the balloon is unknown, The Department of Defense saying that due to the size of the balloon, there's a, quote, low probability that the balloon is conducting surveillance. And now the administration is saying not only will they not shoot it down, but they won't even be investigating. And while Biden allows what could be another Chinese balloon to float over the United States, he's apparently unconcerned as well that China's about to build a military base in China, 90 miles from the southern coast of Florida. President Biden has yet to say a single word about China's intentions in Cuba. President Trump over the week did speak at the Faith and Freedom Coalition and said he has an idea why President Biden has yet to say a word about China and the China military base in Cuba.
1: These countries know every penny the Biden crime family has taken in. The countries know. Ukraine knows, China knows, they all know, there are many countries. So he can't even or ever go against them. He can't go against them because they'll reveal the corruption because they know exactly. They'll say, well, we sent the check here, we sent the check there, we sent. So he has to be very nice to China, he has to be very nice to Ukraine. And a huge success will be when the New York Times and the Washington Post and others put it on their front page what's really happening here. Because this is truly 100 times bigger than Watergate. This is a much bigger story than Watergate. That's why Biden doesn't mind that China has opened up these military installations and in the process of building a tremendous amount in Cuba. It's only 90 miles off our coast. He's basically said it's okay. He's not doing anything. He's not even saying anything. He's not talking about it.
0: President Biden is under mounting pressure over the last two weeks as whistleblowers bring forth more allegations and evidence against Biden and his family. As the congressional investigations roll on, despite stonewalling by the White House, the Department of Justice and FBI. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy moving last week to stop Republican members from supporting a resolution to impeach Joe Biden. Again, McCarthy following the rhino way. And now McCarthy says he is open to an impeachment inquiry into Attorney General Merrick Garland. But why not Biden and Garland? Here is McCarthy on Fox News talking about impeachment of Merrick Garland. By July 6th. Because of the allegations
2: from the IRS, because of the whistleblowers and the DOJ, Garland, what he is saying and what David Weiss are saying privately are two different things. And if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower is saying, we're going to start impeachment inquiries on the attorney general.
0: Although Garland should be impeached for a number of reasons, Garland isn't the one who took bribes from China and from Ukraine. Garland is complicit in protecting the Biden family. And certainly, President Biden and Attorney General Garland are corrupt. To take all of this up and much more, let's turn to our guest today. Joining us is Lee Smith. He's the author of the books The Permanent Coup and The Plot Against the President. Lee, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. Let's begin with where we are right now with what appears to me to be an all-out frontal assault across the board from all of government to take on and to take down President Donald Trump while Biden has a free pass.
2: Uh, yes, and this certainly corrects a uh, bizarre talking point that we saw over the last previous months about how no, no, no—the reason the Democrats are going after Trump is because they don't want to run against Ron DeSantis. They're really scared of him, but they—they they really want to run against Trump. Look, I—I—I I, I, I very much admire Governor DeSantis. This has nothing to do with him. What I'm saying is, it's now time for people to understand what's happening. They're not trying to destroy Donald Trump because they want to run against them. It's not how the left works. <laughs> they're trying to destroy him to destroy him. That's it. So it's important. It's important for uh, for our folks to to understand what it really means when they're trying to destroy Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, and it's as straightforward as it could be, and yet the national media is setting out all of these little interesting, uh, spinning, shiny obstacles in their coverage and their narratives, all of which add up to nonsense. They're trying to bring anyone in, whether it's it was Mike Pompeo, it was uh, Chris Christie, uh, whoever the the Asa Hutchinson's even gotten a run. Uh, they're looking for anyone who could possibly stand. And up against Donald Trump, any rhino uh, and controllable rhino uh, who would do the bidding of the donor class, the oligarchs, the establishment Republicans and establishment
2: Democrats, right? Lou, a, a lot of people, um, I, I, I think we can learn a lot of things from from the Democrats uh, and the DOJ DOJ's campaign against Donald Trump. A lot of people believe that, certainly because of what happened in 2022 midterms, that there's not a clear path to victory for a GOP candidate. I, I've heard that argument, and it seems pretty reasonable to me. I've heard it from serious people, from ser- serious pollsters. Not that I that know much about polling to begin with, but I'm telling you, the way there are attacking him, it, 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 it really does suggest to me that they're that they're quite fearful that Donald Trump could win in 2024.
0: And the law of unintended consequences uh, in in vigorous display, his numbers, his polling numbers, Trump's go up uh, with the with every indictment, every nefarious phony charge uh, brought by either
2: the Justice Department or state or local prosecutors. Yes. And the reason why is because they think they're dealing with the emotional and moral um, tenor of people on their own. Right. This is what the elites think. If you if you paint one of their friends, uh, one of their allies, one of their comrades as questionable, they'll back off them. That's how Washington works. Right. These people have the spines made of balsa wood. They're nothing. But as it turns out, there is a very important part of this country which feels which feels loyalty toward its people, toward its friends, toward its family members, toward its leadership, toward the people who have stood up for them. So they are using the kind of operation that would work against their own people. If they called one of their own people creeps, you bet your life that they would abandon him in a second. But that's not what's happening with the other part of the country who looks around and they say, if you creeps are attacking a guy on my side, I know where I am. I know where my loyalties lie. And it's not with you folks. It's with the guy that you keep targeting that you won't let alone because you're coming after us, too. It is
0: truly remarkable that the national corporatist media, the propaganda media, uh, the, the legacy media every day conspires to take on Trump and to shield and protect uh, Joe Biden at all costs. I looked at the Washington Post this morning on their homepage, scrolling, scrolling and scrolling some more. Not a word, not a word about Joe Biden, the bribery evidence that is now direct evidence uh, against Joe Biden. Not a word. I, from the, from the Bezos Bugle, as I now call the Washington Post, another oligarch, another news outlet. Give me a break. Your
2: thoughts. I, I think I, I told you beforehand that I, I had one thing that's really been on my mind the last couple of days, and this is among uh, among every other reason I'm always excited to talk to you. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. There are a lot of people, a lot of folks I hear them, friends, neighbors and they're like, well, don't you think the fact that some of this um, Biden corruption is coming out? And it looks like the press was really going after Corrine John pierre the other day. And it looks like uh, uh, who knows, maybe Obama let them loose on Joe Biden and they're going to swap uh, swap out Biden for Gavin Newsom or for some other bright and talented rising star in the Democratic Party. And my answer is this. Uh, and 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 I think this is so important for us to get straight, is that they knew that Joe Biden was in cognitive decline in 2020. That's why they hit him in a basement. Right. That's why they kept him away sure. from the public. They knew what they were getting. They, they knew great? what. I'm sorry. What? No, I'm sorry. I was just saying. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and no one talks about it. But I think right. you're absolutely right. They knew what they were getting then, and look at what look at what has been accomplished behind the blank screen of Joe Biden. The progressive have full, uh, progressives. Build very uh, 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 central um, central parts of their wish list, perhaps most importantly, opening up our southern border one and number two, earmarking trillions of dollars for the climate change agenda. What do they have wrong with Joe Biden at this point? Nothing. I say that this is important for us to understand because we need to recognize the nature and the character of the people we're dealing with. If this was a regular moment in American politics, of course, they would look to move out uh, a a semi cadaverous figure out of the office. But this is not a regular moment in American politics. This is a moment in American politics where the president of the United States appears to be mimicking the talking points of Charles Manson, Trying to kindle a race war. Remember that speech at Howard University. Everyone responded, "This is nuts. What's this guy doing?" Let's remember the people who have the people who have pushed this in the past are actually pathological individuals. That's where we are right now in American history. So again, I urge, um, I urge all of your great audience, all of my friends and neighbors, and anyone else. I don't mean to dispirit or demoralize anyone. Uh, quite quite the opposite. I mean to encourage them and say there is light and we will be seeing light soon. But to see the light, we have to recognize everything that we're looking at. We're dealing with pathological uh, lunatics. They're not about Joe Biden. We have to fight with what we know. Who, in your judgment,
0: are these These pathological personalities that are in the shadows, if you will, amongst the cabal that obviously is directing this impaired puppet president. Uh, Certainly, he's not leading the nation.
2: Who are they? Well, I, I, I think there's probably a pretty broad network. I'll tell you one person. That, uh, I'll tell you one person who comes immediately to mind. It's the Democrats' number one donor, right? We've been, we've been sitting around wondering for, I don't know, the last several years, ever since he's been doing it, why George Soros pours, uh, has, poured millions into, um, into the campaigns for district attorneys across the country. And, you know, wh- 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 why is he doing it? I don't understand. Why does he want to loosen felons on the streets of great American cities and, 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 and unleash them against American families, against American communities? I don't know. Is there some weird play here about, about devaluing the American currency like he's, like he's done in the past? Is he going to pick up real estate in New York and San Francisco, pennies on the dollar? And you know what? There might be answers to all those questions. But here's the simple fact. This is a man who is paying to set felons loose on the streets of American cities. That's psychopathic. So when I'm talking about a pathical network of corporate, political, and cultural interest, I really mean that these people are pathological, right? Whatever motives, whatever financial motives there might be, and we don't know where there are, we look at the play and that's what we see, something that is pathological.
0: Pathological, we're talking with Lee Smith. He's the author of The Permanent Coup, a brilliant uh, political analyst, and uh, I have to say, social critic as well. Uh, Lee Smith, we're continuing with him in just moments. Please stay with us through these messages. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. all right we're back now we're talking with lee smith great american and lee was talking about the pathological forces that have been unleashed on our society on our country on our people uh in particular by george soros and a lot, Lee, as you said, is is coming to uh, coming forward to the out of the fog to confront the American people. Whether it's CRT, ESG, uh, IDE, uh, or whatever you know, if you if you put those initials together, diversity, uh, environment, uh, and inclusion, you you can spell the word die, which is exactly what I think many of these left Marxist uh,
2: activists are
0: trying to accomplish. Your thoughts?
2: Well, just to continue on the vein of the lunacy, certainly what's going on with the ESG indices and with the right diversity well, what i inclusivity equity whatever it is this is certainly meant to tear huge gaps in the social fabric here at home but i want i i want to mention something that a lot of us are, are are obviously concerned about which is joe biden's proxy war on russia's borders and we have to look at that and tie that together with what we now know about the biden family's corruption in ukraine so again to come back to this to to come back to understanding the character of this regime Remember, this is one of the things that we're supposed to do in foreign policy. And this is what the so-called realist um, refused to do, to look at the character of regimes. Right, And the neocons went in the other direction just as stupidly. They said, well, a regime is only described by the very people on top. No, a regime is also how it afflicts an entire society. And our entire society is now paying for the pathologies at the top. Look, we have to ask ourselves, now that it seems that Joe Biden wants to reenter the Iran nuclear deal with Iran, isn't it time that we should start wondering, wait, why is the Obama-Biden faction so intent on delivering, legalizing a nuclear weapon for a terror state? What is going on? What can possibly be the upside? The problem is not just how this threatens traditional American allies in the Middle East, uh, top of the list uh, is Israel, but what does it do to the United States? What does it do to the character of our country that our leadership class shares values with a terror state like the Islamic Republic of Iran. So again, I I want to I I am keen for people to start looking at the character of our of our leadership class, our ruling class, so we understand what we're up against, and we don't confuse ourselves saying this is a normal time. It, uh, tragically, it's not a normal time. But as I said, I am fully confident that uh, the great patriots in the great puncher in our great country will lead the way, and there is light over the horizon. That light also is
0: brought to you by none other than the man who's been carrying the torch for reason, the American way, uh, and American values. And that, of course, is Donald Trump. I look at these other candidates and to to continue this theme on pathology. Mm -hmm. When we see the first, what, five, six entrants into the Race for the presidential nomination uh, by the Democrat, uh, the Republican Party. All of them are just attacking Trump. They're not there to win. They're not there to show off uh, their skills and uh, appeal as a potential vice president uh, candidate. Uh, This lower half of the ticket, they're
2: there trying to destroy President Donald Trump. Don't you agree? I think so. I mean, I haven't heard much from Senator Tim Scott yet, but he may be the only one who's not, you know, who's, who's jumping on top of the pile, but it certainly is peculiar. But, but I mean, Lou, you've, you've described this better than, better than anyone else in, in, in our entire country and our, our, you know, conservative conservative media or elsewhere about how this is a function of corporate interest. This is what they're doing. They want to gang up and they'll pay whatever they can to uh to help destroy Donald Trump and they have plenty of allies, pl- plenty of allies in crucial US institutions like the Department of Justice. Why are Republicans playing along with this? I I I I don't know. I mean, it must be that the, that the people that the people who are whispering in their ears are making very powerful cases to the vanity of different candidates. And that's understandable. But you would like to hear other people whispering in the other ear and saying, hey, man, this might cost you your career. People might not like you after this. People have, first of all, Donald Trump is is the head of a movement. And there's tens of millions of Americans who feel he was cheated, not not only out of 2020, but 2016 as well they crippled his presidency and now you're serving as an instrument to disable him heading into 2024 you need to rethink what you're doing i would love it if there were responsible uh, p- political consultants and uh counselors consiliaries who were telling them you should not be doing this rethink what you're doing support Donald Trump, support the American public who supports Donald Trump, and your reward will be the love of the American public. Right now, you're heading in the wrong direction. Yeah, and I think that
0: it's time for us to find some leaders who seek nothing, no advantage, no reward, but simply because it's the decent and right thing to do for the United States, for this yep. country. I, why would Mike Pompeo, a graduate of West Point, served uh, in in uniform. He worked for this president, uh, both as head of the CIA and the State uh, Department. Why would he suddenly become a a buffoon on the campaign trail, talking down the man who gave him every advantage and every opportunity in his administration uh, and simply to attack him? What has President Trump ever done? to create such animosity other than perhaps offend their egos uh, but this is a man who for eight this is the eighth year of the political per- persecution of donald trump and he's never been found to be guilty of any wrongdoing whatsoever by the way even the cases that were brought against him had to come up with uh, puffery uh, to even begin to think about
2: impeaching him or uh, setting a, a special counsel on him. Right. The, I mean, I mean, everything from the E. Jean Carroll case, which, you know, which is silly and laughable. But of course, that shows us something that we've seen go- Certainly, since the Michael uh, Michael Flynn trial, that um, our justice system, our, our large parts of our justice system, uh, have, have have run off the rails. They're they're delirious, and the Eugene Carroll case is certainly uh, is certainly illustrative of that. I mean, the whole story, when you think about it. Uh, Lou you 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 know New York I know New York I mean Burdorf Burdorf Goodman is a very big department store and the idea that Donald Trump could walk in there you know as people have said who knows if Donald Trump even done, does his own shopping but the idea that he, works, uh, he walks into Burdorf Goodman and he's not mobbed instantly and even though Eugene Carroll can't remember exactly when this happens anytime over the last mm, nearly half a century Donald Trump walks into a <laughs> walks into a department store anywhere else and he's mobbed by crap Crowds, right so the idea that he could uh, whisk off um, Ms. Carroll in secret is preposterous but it just shows you again where we are. people are believe people are uh, it's not just that they're credulous people want to believe these in- incredibly destructive fictions and this is oh. how we have to look at the the, um, the the so-called classified documents case as well. The whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, you're,
0: I love your analysis in terms of the personality, the pathological personalities uh, of the of the Marxist left. Uh, but there is also a, a pathology that's abroad across our society. The left in this country has gone stark raving mad, and people have to understand that. Uh, over the weekend, I, looking at uh, looking at Breitbart to see the pictures of these pride marches uh, and the obscenity that was. Uh, on display before children on streets across the across the country, the trans marches and signs saying we're coming for your kids, and I I just why in the world hasn't there been someone cited for public indecency? Uh, why in the world isn't somebody saying? this is outrageous and we're not going to tolerate any more of it you are what is next are we these people are mentally ill first of all people have to understand that they have to comprehend it and they have to understand it. there's no ambiguity in it they are mentally ill and what is next if you identify as a schizophrenic uh, we have to deal with multiple personalities on the streets. Uh, what is this? I mean, when do we have to... What, how in the world are we going to come to terms as a society uh, with this pathological uh, welling uh, within our own society? We're going to take that up with Lee Smith on the other side of this commercial break. Please stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be worth your while, I promise. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu/podcast. We're back with Lee Smith, and Lee, uh, again, thanks for being with us here on the Great America Show. I, I want to pick up where we left off, and that is with the broader pathology in this country, the the mental illness of uh, entire the LGBTQ, what would you call them, lobby. Uh, You know, there are some really uh, terrific, talented people in that group. There are really some really crazy uh, off the wall people as well. And they seem to be the ones who are leading LGBTQ plus your thoughts.
2: Well, I mean, I I think that this is one of the things that's really um, that's really the moral um, outrage of Americans. And they're, they're because with the trans industry, the trans agenda, the trans movement, whatever we talk, whatever we want to talk about, it, there are two different things going on, I think. And I think it's important to to um, to um, to distinguish the different aspects of the trans agenda. Right. You have um, people like Rachel Levine or uh, who is who who is now in the Biden administration at HHS. And, and I mean, this is basically a cross-dresser, right? And, and Americans are forced to, this is part of the thing, Americans are compelled to say, um, no, no, it's a woman. We're, we're forced to tell a lie. That's part of the point, right? We're, we're compelled to lie, to live in their false reality. The other aspect of it, though, is not the man um you know as as not what are are called gynophiles, men who are uh, uh play acting as women the other part is the more uh, m- malevolent satanic part which is uh processing Young women, in some cases, teenagers, and, 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 and uh, disfiguring their bodies, mutilating them, sterilizing them. So I think that a lot of people are starting to look at this. And here's one way that I think about it. You know, of course, the, the, the famous uh, formula in George Orwell's 1984, which is two plus two equals five, right? Forcing an entire, an entire society to commit to a lie. Right, It's not enough to say it. It's you have to believe it, too. And again, to come back to our theme, uh, to, to come back to our theme today of the pathological, I think that this represents for lots of people. I mean, this this really is a flashing red light the trans agenda and i and i don't like to confuse this with you know with uh with the uh, you know with with gay and lesbian community and stuff like that i think this is a very distinct thing i think this is a very i think this is a, a a a a shocking moment for most americans as we realize what we're what we're really looking at and um so, I, again, but I think that people are coming to that recognition there's something wrong with with this country's elites, right. the corporate it, class, the political class, cultural class, media, of course, as well, the professional
0: class. I mean, we're talking when you talk about the mutilation of of children of, of young people, uh, there it is happening at the hands of doctors, physicians. Okay. Whatever happened to first do no harm, whatever happened to science, Mm -hmm. whatever happened to the medical community, that it is trembling before this movement and Mm -hmm. in point of fact, embracing it uh, and destroying uh, and Mm -hmm. devastating uh, the lives of young people.
2: It is it's it's incredible not only embracing it, they expect to be celebrated for their uh, for their moral stature. Right. They, 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 expect praise for it, that what they're doing, right. What they label as gender affirming care, sterilizing, mutilating children. They, they're, they're the morally righteous ones because they do this. Look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even sure. Um. You know, I I, 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 my understanding is that our study of past totalitarian regimes suggests that these kind of experimental medical procedures were hidden away from the rest of society. The top officials in the uh, totalitarian regimes understood about these gruesome uh, surgeries, as we see with the Chinese Communist Party, right? Live organ uh, uh, harvesting from live subjects. From prisoners of conscience, right? But they, they, they don't they, they don't publicize this. They don't boast about it. right? They try to hide this because they understand that people are looking, and it would bring them shame and opprobrium. But here, right now, with our uh, with our leadership class, they expect to be saluted for this. That is a dark, dark stain on this country
0: and the stain is is widening and deepening. We're looking at churches, uh, religion in this country. Organized religion is is in decline. Satanism and all of these cult, uh, occult uh, uh, organizations and societies are rising. We are looking at a society that is is off the rails morally uh, and objectively. It is a society that's at war with itself, and we don't even have the courage to look at ourselves and say, what in the world are we doing? Our Congress Congress is busy with a lot of investigations, but we also should be investigating the truth about ourselves as a society. Why is it that LGBTQ plus... Suddenly, has this, this absolutely devastating uh, uh, tor- bent toward torturing children uh, and, and taking on a, a, a campaign of conversion uh, for crying out loud in our public schools and our universities in our in our left wing national media.
2: Right? Why? Why are they evangelizing? Because I mean, this is the this, in many ways, is the replacement faith, right? This kind of darkness, this um, th- this pathological evil, and I and I and I, th- I think you're absolutely right to describe it as satanic. This is something I've been you know I've been reading a lot about lately, writing uh, writing some about. I'm eager to talk to you more about it, and my thoughts are even clearer on this. Um, but th- th- but I think that it's important that we also see that. There are lots of Americans who are rising against it. I heard, um, I heard uh, my my friend Sean Davis, great guy. He's a publisher of the Federalist. Right. Sean was telling me that he was um, he was at a, a, a dinner for the heritage foundation and and tucker carlson gave the keynote and of course this appeared on youtube and it's been all over and it's a terrific speech and and tucker's the one who as as we all talk about among uh among each other that what what we're really looking at here is not primarily a, a political struggle but it's a spiritual struggle and sean said you know after that speech everyone understood that something really important had been said so i think that i, I think this is. This is something that people recognize. What we lack right now is the the clarity of language to explain exactly what's happening, because people know. They see these dark forces, and it looks like evil, and it is evil. But it's very hard for us to believe that this is happening here, right? Um, uh, uh, Ceaușescu's Romania was an evil regime that was swallowed up by the ground. How is it possible that Trump trembling beneath the foundations of the world's oldest democracy, the greatest nation in world history? How is it possible? So that, that's why I think, again, the, the, the more we can talk about this, the more that we can refine our language, our understanding of this, because people do feel it and people do see it and people are outraged and people are scared as well we need people to be less frightened and we need them to be forthright and we need them to have this clarity of thought and the clarity of language to get through this to win and i i I think you're
0: exactly right and i also think that we also have to understand this is not only a, a battle between good and evil this is a battle between the elitists. Of both parties, not just the radical uh, Marxist Dems, but those elites of the Republican Party who, most for for the most part, are rhinos uh, and libertarians, uh, if I may say. And we are watching our middle class just being beaten down. It's they have been brutalized over the last thirty or forty years. Our middle class, working men and women and their families, have been. Shovelled every kind of uh, nonsense and told to accept it, whether it be critical race theory, whether it be uh, systemic racism, and your uh, you know the idea of reparations. Think how that sounds to a a couple with a couple of kids are working all day long, and they they're hearing about reparations from the California uh, state government. They're out of their minds, and nobody will say it. Who the hell thinks, who thinks that that's a correct response to any, any slight ever done to someone 150 years ago? It's madness on its face, and no one will say it out loudly. We always give, we always give our guests the last word, and I'm going to, if I, if I may, Lee, ask you for your concluding thoughts on our visit here today. Great to have you with us.
2: Lou, it's great to be speaking with you as always. It's always a treat and uh, wishing you a great summer. And I hope that um, I hope we get to speak again before the summer is over. I just want to say following up on what you said, I I absolutely agree. This assault on the middle class has been going on for decades. And once we go back and actually look at it and piece it together, everything, every every single one of these initiatives was designed to destroy the middle class, whether this was the whether this was uh, getting. China into the WTO, whether it was the global war on terror, terror, all of these different initiatives have been designed to assault the middle class. And yet, And yet Americans stand tall. And who is it? What is the repository, the treasury that holds the love of this country? Those are the same people Those are the same people that they're attacking, that they seek to destroy. But these are the people who continue to revere this country's traditions, its heroes, its anthems, its holidays, our songs. And that is why America is powerful. And the people around the world who revere America don't look at it And they don't want to move here because of who's governing America. They want to be part of the great American people. That's what's understood the world over. So even when someone like Joe Biden runs us into the ground, the world looks and sees our strength, the core of which is the very middle class that's been under attack for those decades. God bless them. I wish them all A wonderful Independence Day, a great summer, and forward on to victory.
0: Amen, brother. Lee Smith, always a pleasure to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Lou. Lee Smith, a great American, and you can read and watch all of Lee's work at leesmith.locals.com. That's leesmith.locals.com. That's it for us today. Our guests coming up this week include pro-Trump candidate for Missouri Attorney General Will Scharf, former NSA senior intelligence analyst Russ Tice, Senator Tommy Tuberville, former Capitol Hill Police Chief Steven Sund. Be with us for all of those great folks. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. God bless you, and may God bless America.